Hey everyone, it's Dev. Before we get to this episode of the Wild Takes podcast, we wanted to take a minute to remember and honor Tom Kerbers, who tragically passed away this week at the age of 58. TK was well-known and well-respected across the league as an unbelievable gentleman and just a terrific human all around. Um, his, his loss is surely going to be felt by everyone in the hockey community, especially here in Minnesota. So on behalf of everyone at 10,000 Takes, I just wanted to take a moment of silence out of respect for Tom Kerbers. May he rest in peace. On behalf of the NHL, I want to tell you how thrilled we are to return to the state of hockey. It's obvious we never should have left. Minnesota, welcome back to the NHL. In the state of hockey, we skate to frozen ponds. We live the game. Welcome from the state of Minnesota, the state of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance is 18,815, our 27th consecutive sellout. Wild would win the faceoff here. Here's Spurgeon going to work right circle. He scores! Spurgeon scores! Takes a look. Here comes Dumba. Matt Dumba off the bench. In front. Scores! Matt Dumba has won it for the Wild. Hit by Spurgeon. Up comes back the other way. Fiala's in for Minnesota. Fiala punts to the middle. Wait, score! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. Presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes, everybody. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my surreptitiously attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch, how are you, buddy? We're doing great. There goes that freaking grammar again, dude. Yeah, man. Are you looking these up in, like, dictionary.com or something? Uh, So I I had an idea of what I wanted it to be, and I went to the thesaurus, and I just started looking up adverbs, and I was like, what would be – I was like, what would be kind of funny if I was like, he's, like, secretly attractive? So I found uh, (laughs) surreptitiously. Which is a synonym well, for go. secretive. We're all for uh, you know, teaching everybody new words. Yeah. Yeah. You come for the you come for the wild opinions and you uh, you stay for the vocabulary lessons. That's what exactly we, that's what we bring here to the Wild Takes podcast. Yep. So we <laughs> well, do. joining us today for the entire episode is a very special guest. He is 10K's newest wild contributor. You may know him from his previous work with the Lines and Wines podcast, miniice.com, or just some of his excellent prospect analysis as the Twitter account formerly known as My Hockey Eyes. Please welcome the latest Jake to join 10K, Kid Jen. Jenner, how are you, buddy? Ah, not too bad. Um, I love that little pump there. That was solid. Thanks for uh, having me, but uh, I'm not special in any means. I'm just a part of the team here going forward. So I appreciate that nice little intro there. Hey, brother. We we go way back, man. So it's uh, got to make, sure, make sure to pump a couple of tires on the way. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to talk some wild here. Yeah, well, before we get to talking a little bit of wild, I want to pump my own tires for a sec because we're in the middle of um, – we're recording this during the second intermission of uh, Habs Vegas Game 5. 
the uh, Montreal Canadiens are currently up 3-0 over the Vegas Golden Knights. And I called that on our last episode that uh, this would go to six. I said I wasn't sure that they would win, but I thought that they could pull it off. And God damn it, it's looking like they're about to pull it off. And I just, I feel great about myself. I feel, I, I almost feel bad that I wasn't braver and just called the upset from yep. the get-go. I, I, I took the coward's way out and just said, you know, I think they can do it, uh, but at a minimum, it's going to go six. And it's definitely going to go six, but now I think that they're going to win in six. Well, you were smart. You played both sides of the fence. That's what you got to do for a good uh, prediction there. You, you, get, you <laughs> left the door open, so you can't. You couldn't say you were wrong if they lost. You're like, hey, I still called that they would bring in six. So it was it was, spice, it was spicy series. enough to draw they, your they, attention, they, but uh... hey, I I did not think they'd win the series, but I'm fully on board because I hate Vegas. So I mean, it's just great. All these fake hockey fans in Vegas can just shut up. Your team's about to bow out <laughs> to a team that was practically under 500 in the regular season if you count their ot losses as actual losses which they get a point but whatever they, they, they would have been eight games under 500 if they counted those as actual losses and not which is OT incredible i know yeah, it's crazy that's why hockey playoffs are the best you never know who's gonna make the run yeah i mean we were talking i was talking with somebody the other day and i forget exactly what the stat was but Basically, in the across the different leagues, um, you know, we'll just stick to the men's big four uh, for this because this is the only the only data that I had. But basically, the favorite team in a best of seven series in the NBA, the favorite team, the 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 favorite team wins a little more than eighty percent of the time. And in the MLB, the favored team wins a little bit more than 70% of the time. In the NHL, the favored team wins a little bit more than 55% of the time. So, I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's a, it's a combination of there's so much parity in the league as well as just insanity of hockey playoffs. And it's just a different sport entirely than the regular season. Wouldn't you say, kid? Yeah, I mean, you look at everything and all the years that Carey Price has had over his career, and like now, now is just the time that his team makes a run. It's the oddest thing ever, you know. They let go of Patch Ready; <laughs> he's playing for the team that's playing them. Um, you know, you you draft a kid who's way too short, and he's sitting here just making plays happen with Nick Suzuki, and you know, you got guys like Kakaniemi coming up, so. It's really interesting how things work in the NHL, and you really just never know when your year is going to be the year. Yeah. I mean, Mark Bergevin's got to feel great about his last couple of drafts because I think yeah. going going backwards, they've got Caulfield, uh, Suzuki, and then Kafik Tammy. Like, yeah, Suzuki was a part of that Pacioretty trade. So Vegas oh, actually took point. Suzuki. I, I forgot about yep. that. Good call. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to, to swipe him from them, uh, for an older patch already, I mean, it, it's quite remarkable and I don't know if you guys have seen him, but I mean, that dude is an absolute just weapon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark Bergevin, <laughs> like that guy is a straight up bond villain. Like he, he's, <laughs> he's unreal looking. No. Yeah. Mark, Mark Bergevin <laughs> is one white cat in his lap away from 
having a satellite <laughs> laser pointed at the United Nations. Like he's 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 got to be the only GM I've ever seen that's down with his team doing fist bumps and you know just like like chest bumps all that with them after they win a game. It, it's insane. And that lettuce, Jesus. Yeah. No, I mean he's. I, I feel like he is a glimpse into the future of what he's a he's like Bill Guerin like 15 years from now. I feel like that's Mark Bergevin in terms of just like his whole aesthetic. You you have to love it. You you love some character with it. Yeah, most you don't definitely. you don't see that a lot. I mean, Lou Lamarillo just won GM of the year tonight, and he's like he's absolutely vanilla. You know, you don't, you don't hear anything about him. Doesn't let his players grow beards in the playoffs. Like yeah. all that, all yeah. that type shit. Yeah. You hear about <laughs> what is up with New York, dude, the, the Yankees, uh, Ruffnet Odor got traded there and they made him shave that patented beard. He's had his entire career. It's New York sports. It's, what the hell, man? Let the it's guys weird. grow some beards. What the hell does it matter? Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like I used to work for, I used to work for a boss in, in a company where they required us to be clean shaven every day. And it was weird. So like his whole thing, you know, my boss at that job was basically like, Oh, well studies have shown that people with clean, <laughs> clean shaven faces are more trustworthy or something like that. And it's like, I don't know if, if you're judging somebody on their trustworthiness based off of whether or not they have a beard. Like, yeah, I, I feel I like that's a know, personal man. decision, man. Like you, you can't, what you if can't you're just that. fucking tired? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, geez. So, so, I don't want to shave. Today. I don't want to get up and shave today. Can I just go into work, please? Yeah. So anybody that's going to see this can see day. here. Like I, I, I have not shaved today. Um, what they used to do, and I'm not kidding uh the so each manager so it was it was at a retail store and we would bounce around a couple of different uh stores for the at the company and the manager like basically the manager on duty would have one of those like pink Gillette razors that you get in like a 40 pack at Walmart for like <laughs> women shaving their legs yep and if you showed up with any stubble he would just walk up to you hand it to you and say, you know what to do, go to the bathroom. And you just would have to dry shave No with way. like one of those like two blade razors. So you come out and you're like bleeding and you're like, how is this better? How is yeah, this so, better? So <laughs> I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they had like a employee bathroom and you weren't just going into like yeah, a yeah, bathroom yeah. that's on the yeah. floor. So it was like, there was... <laughs> can you imagine just walking into a fucking retail store and you go into the bathroom and there's, there's blood hair everywhere? It's just like a pink Gillette razor. It's a dude shaving in the mirror. Like, uh, okay, I'm out of here. Like, yeah. I'm not coming back to this place. <laughs> I'm not buying shit from here. Yeah, Absolutely not. <laughs> nah, I mean, it was, it's just one of those things where you're like, come on. And like, like we had guys that worked there that were in their 40s and like were like the like fathers of multiple kids. And they would show up and they would just look and be like, I have, I, I, I'm a father. Like I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm a father. I don't, <laughs> this is me? unbelievable. So yeah, no. yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like I'm, you know, Lou has proven to be a, a good GM, but I don't, I don't buy the culture of we're all going to be clean shaven together and that's going to make us win a cup. I don't buy that yeah. for a second. Well, I, I, 
like I said, I don't know if that's just a New York thing because it's done throughout all of their. Teams. Well, he did it when he was with Jersey. He did it when he was with Toronto. I think it's a oh, Lou okay. thing. So, so that that is a Lou thing then. Maybe Lou passed it to all the all the other New York teams and said, "Hey, this is how you win championships." Even though he's yet to win a championship with New York, but still, I don't know. That was he. He won a cup with the. Uh... Then you win a cup with the Devils. Yeah, I, I do. You I was gonna say he might have won one with the Devils. No, 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 no. I'm married no, to a woman from Jersey. Jersey. I'm married. I'm I'm married into Jersey. You don't do that. You're married into <laughs> Jersey, huh? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I, yeah, that's crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad that. Uh, I'm glad we got a chance to, to bring bring up the whole GM of the year thing. Uh, obviously, Bill Guerin, our guy, uh, finished seventh, which to me seems low. Slow. Um, yeah. Do you guys have a list? I want to know who went in front of him. Uh, yeah. Hang on. Sackick went four. Hang on. I'll find it. I think Bill Pretty Zito sure went Tampa, third. Yeah. Tampa Bay's uh, GM was right behind him. And I, wait, it might have been Breezeball. Right Breezeball went six. Um, he was so dude, okay. So so let me get this straight. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Eighteen mil over the eighteen mil over the cap uh, somehow. <laughs> All right, you ready for it? I, whatever. It was Lou Lamarillo first by a mile. Yep. Second, um, second by a mile, like well below Lou. So Lou had one hundred and four points. Uh, Mark Bergevin, our guy, finished second with seventy nine. Um, Bill Zito with 45 points, Joe Sackick, uh, Colorado, 41 points, which I'm fine with Kelly McCrimmon, uh, Vegas, 40 points. And then a pretty, pretty significant drop off to Julian Brisbois, uh, 25 and then Billy G at 17. And then another big drop off where you get Kyle Dubas who got one first place vote and that was it. Which like power to whoever voted for Kyle? Yeah, Dubas who the hell voted the for the Kyle year. Dubas? Uh, <laughs> Somebody voted him first, and uh, you know what? They probably shouldn't get a vote anymore. But hey, is uh, I, I know what's different with certain awards is is the GM media or is mm-hmm. like is it's media that votes on it? The GM is media, but the GM okay. award is. The GM award is different from all the other ones in the sense that it's only um, it's the only one that's voted, including the first two rounds of the playoffs. Okay, gotcha. Oh, so, goal Vegas boys. Uh oh, so three one. Pacioretty against his ex. <laughs> there you go. Just there chirping him, and here he goes. Maybe hey, maybe Mark Stone picked up a point finally. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. He Good. Did not. Fuck him. Mark Stone is still pointless. What a bum. <laughs> yeah, uh, regardless, Bill Guerin, just incredible job this season. Definitely mm-hmm. overperformed on everything that he I did. Agree. In every every single aspect, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you wonder, like, how much of that is Kirill coming over and all the boys, like, figuring it out. But giving Spurgeon the C, I think, was kind of the first thing that was just a bunch of steps forward uh, that, that went on, um, you know, benching Zach Parise for guys like Johansson and stuff. Like, that takes nuts. And yeah. I, I think it probably started with him and or just giving Dean Evison the rope to kind of go and run with it. Yeah. And yeah. So, that, so, that, that was a, that was a ballsy movement in itself because there were coaches out there that, you know, would have 
like to coach a roster like the Wild have now, but I think it took nuts to pick the guy that they just kind of promoted because they had to last year, and yeah. it worked out. He's a good coach. Dean yeah, Edison no. is definitely a good coach. He can be a frustrating coach for sure, but Dean's definitely yeah. a good coach, and it, it I agree completely. Like, Gerard Gallant was out there, and – yeah. Right. And Billy G was like, you know what? We have our guy. Um, two years, see how Dean does. And, you know, yep. Dean was finished second I in Jack Adams, or finished yeah, third in Jack yeah, Adams voting. I, I think he earned himself, uh, unless they completely have an utter just disastrous season next year, I think he earned himself another contract. So, yeah. I mean, the only way that I think that there's any sort of a disaster situation next year is if there's any truth to this whole Kaprizov yes. is going to fuck right off back to Mother Russia there's, situation. And, and the, I mean, think of how that sounds. He All year he was talking about how much he enjoys playing in the NHL and how it's, you know, he, he wants to play at the top level. For him to just leave and go back to Russia, there, there, no. I, I really don't see that happening. There's no fucking way. No. There's no I, way that happens. I agree completely. I don't. I don't see any way, shape, or form where this doesn't work out. Um, right. I think, you know, it's his team hardballing and saying, give us exactly what we want, knowing that the only move that they have is that he'll just stay in Russia. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the only move that they have. Yeah. From yeah. a negotiation standpoint, it's the only yeah. thing that they can do. So, it's, I mean, it's his agent being smart honestly yeah. playing playing his card it's not it's certainly own, not going to endear him right yeah play it's certainly not going to endear him to any fans in minnesota and it's definitely not gonna you know it's not like we all had the highest opinion of kevin weeks to begin with but now it's very clear <laughs> that he's he's paul theophanis's sock puppet <laughs> yeah that i what a bold it was a very it just seems so certain. It's like, oh, look at this. Caprizo's going back to Like, no, he's not. Think about no. what you're saying. Come on. And if he does, I'll I'll eat a fucking, in the words of Andrew Lance, I'll eat my big toe if that fucking happens. Seriously. Like, I will no also way. eat your big toe. Yeah. So I think Caprizo Andrew said that if the Vikes won the Super Bowl, which. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of a safer bet, what, actually. What, what, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what a line, though. I'll eat my big toe. <laughs> like, that, you're very certain. Yeah, that's that very specific. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I, I just don't see that happening. No I way. think the, the, the funniest part is that, like, so people – I don't know what it is, but Kevin Weeks is just clearly trying to get into the business of being a GM. He's been interviewed a couple of times. I feel like he's he's really taking a bunch of these takes and just exuberating them. If you really break down that tweet that he had, he wasn't saying anything there. No. He didn't no, say he shit. Wasn't. And it just broke the fucking internet, you know, oh because God, like it, all he, the only thing he ever said was, well, if Kaprizov doesn't sign with Minnesota, I'm hearing he's going to want to be with um, CSKA or Moscow yeah. KHL. It's like, dude, that's his only fucking option. Like, yeah, yeah. Our like my little brother could fucking tell you that, and it's just right. blowing up because he's an analyst on the NHL Network. Hey guys, hey, I don't know if you heard this or not. <laughs> if for whatever reason Kaprizov and the Wild can't figure out a contract he still wants to get paid to play hockey so i have i'm hearing 
that if he's not playing for the Wild, he'd be interested in playing for Ska again. <laughs> oh, okay. Which, like, oh. I, you know what? Hand up. I saw it within 15 minutes of it getting tweeted out because I was just sitting there doom scrolling Twitter on a Friday night. And I saw it and I went, ah, fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. And then I thought about it for 30 seconds and I went, wait a minute. It's exactly like what you just said, kid. <laughs> you didn't say shit. Like, we already know this. Why am I getting upset about it? I was like, yeah, I was like, hang on a minute. Oh my God, yeah. Wild and then, ready to just have absolute meltdown. Like well, yeah, wild relax. Twitter's exploding. I'm texting Zooch being like, hey, man, yeah. at least we have some content for the pod this week. I was like, wait, explain, elaborate. And so then, me. yeah, so we send that, we see that. And then it comes out that uh, who who else used to be a client of Paul Theophanis but one Kevin Weeks? <laughs> yeah it's you know he's like, like, you know i didn't know that that's incredible that it's almost so, like he's using his media contact to further yeah. his own agenda yeah yep. crazy that is, to think about. that's some Which, awesome digging how'd you know that yep. uh you know what i can't take credit for that i saw it on twitter and then i googled it and i confirmed it <laughs> so somebody else did the digging and i just was like doot, 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 and figured it out that it was correct if that dude gave Kevin Weeks a contract, like he's a hell of a negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take a quick break to talk a little bit about 10K stuff. All right, 10K fans. Next Thursday, July 1st, the boys at 10K will be at the St. Paul Saints game, building the largest cuff snake in the history of Minnesota sports. So we're going to do it bigger than we did at the actual Twins game. Because you know why? They're letting us do it, and it's $2 beer night. So if you needed any more uh, you know, persuasion to go to the game, you're going to meet the 10K guys, you're going to get $2 beers, and you're going to be a part of history building the biggest cup snake ever in Minnesota sports history. So if you want to go, you're going to go to saintsgroups.com and use the promo code CUPSNAKE2021 and get your seat for 20 bucks plus a free craft beer and then $2 beer the rest of the night. I don't know about you guys. seems like a good deal to me. But not only that, you'll get to meet Bubba, Bossman, Wags, JJ, and all the other absolute, you know, morons from 10K, as I like to say, because we're all just a bunch of idiots that like to have fun. So we'd love to see everybody out there. I think we got a little under 40 seats left. But, yeah, definitely go get your seats. All right, let's get this straight. As if the Wild didn't know they were going to have to back up a Brinks truck to sign Kirill Caprice off here long term. I mean, right, it's, 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 it, I mean, newsflash, good player wants a lot of money. It, also, newsflash, good player wants a center in between them. So, I mean, it, all this is just, we know, <laughs> to, let's get into the offseason. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, was... I mean, I'm hearing news that Eichel might get moved sooner than we think, but... <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see what the Wild can do to bring him on. And with his neck injury, it's just such a crapshoot. I'd rather wait till free agency and see what boils down there. But uh, yeah, we need to I get mean, him it's... a center. He wants he wants a center. He can't play with Victor Rask again next year. We need no, to get God, someone no. who can. Dude, Kaprizov with a good center, the guy can get over forty assists in a season easy, as well as score yeah. thirty plus goals. So easy. I mean, let's. We're gonna have to back. No, I mean, I think we're gonna have to do something to get him signed. We knew so this. Th- so, 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. I uh, I'm with you hundred percent. I think the the funniest thing about all that too is like Kaprizov on like a like a national scale. Like people, yeah. the way that people first like got to know his personality was the the Felino interview on Chicklets, yep. where he did the impression where he's like, "I want to play with good players, not shit players." Right, and like that's how most people. <laughs> that's all that most people know about Kirill Kaprizov is yep. that he wants to play with good, not shitty players. So, like, yeah, no, I don't blame him for wanting to hold out and be like, hey, let me make sure I don't have to carry the corpse of Victor Rask on my shoulders yeah. as well as, you know, play hockey. As long as I can get Victor Rask, like, uh, one of those parachute things to skate with, maybe he'll speed up his skating a little bit. But for <laughs> God's sakes, they got to do something to figure out his uh, – he's going to play for the Wild next year. He's going to have to get a little quicker. He oh, he's he's going to play for the Wild anchor. next year. I'm I'm very Seattle. confident. Come on, baby, Seattle. <laughs> I'm begging, just take him off our hands. I got uh, I got one last thing to say about the Kaprizov negotiations, and um, so so I I just saw someone on Twitter, and they were literally like, "Dude, isn't that KHL cap twelve mil?" <laughs> like (laughs) and i think i don't know if that's true or not but it's like okay so he's gonna get paid yes he'll probably be the entire team but who's the center fucking mikhail gregorenko come on now hey now hey now hey now (laughs) mikhail gregorenko when they centered before the two of them were like the like number one and number four point scorers in the khl and (laughs) let's not act like the team in in total fairness, the team that Kaprizov played for in the KHL is Siska or Cheska. I've heard it pronounced a hundred different ways. Um, the Moscow Red Army is their their team nickname, right? Yep. That team is owned by Vladimir Putin. So <laughs> he's got some sort of power there. Let's just say I don't want to get put on a list, but let's just say that. No matter what happens, Kaprizov is going to be taken care of financially. Even yeah. if he, you know, if the, you know, his cap hit might be $2 million, they'll find a way. I'm not That's, saying that yeah. the KHL is a corrupt, godless organization. Um, but it probably uh, is. But it probably Your word's is. not mine. <laughs> it's in Russia. I mean, your word's not mine. <laughs> hey, I've, I've been on the record on this podcast saying that. The only reason Kirill stayed there for as long as he is because Putin's like, where do you think you're going, dude? <laughs> you think you're, think you're he going did the, he did the classic, like, hey, yeah, I'm going he, to put my hand on your shoulder. Yeah, and then there's going to ask you, is it good for your family if you were to leave them right now? And you're like, oh, <laughs> right. shit. Okay, wow, I'm, I sorry. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't I'm mean not it. going anywhere. Minnesota Wild, you're going to have to wait. Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, let's 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 uh, let's look ahead to the other parts of the the off season in the future. Um, really, the you know we we know that what our, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with uh, Jules Eriksson Act, but we know that he's going to get taken care of. Where nobody nobody is worried about that. Yeah. Um, Kevin Fiala, yeah. on the other hand, on the other hand, yeah. is, his future with the Wild is a little bit less certain. Um, before we get too far down this rabbit hole, wanted to quickly address uh, our boy just got engaged recently. So mazel to him. Um, 
Yeah, no, cheers. And we're super happy for him. The pictures of him and his now fiance were delightful. They were lovely. And then uh, the day after they got engaged, his poor fiance had to basically post on Instagram, hey guys, uh, basically female wild fans, stop being mean to me because I'm engaged <laughs> to him now. Um, <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're somebody that was going to be mean to the future mrs fiala go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah let's not do that please yeah let's let's be nice they're trying to we celebrate all know the... he, he we all know he is a, a very attractive oh person, he's a fucking beautiful oh guy my God, oh he, he's a baby, but like also so is yeah. she she's a looker yeah they're yeah, a great I'm, couple their children are going to be unbelievably <laughs> attractive and probably athletic too oh so. yeah yeah, no, their kids are going to be un- unreal. Um, so, yeah, um, I say all that to – I preface all of that to say that uh, this morning uh, – well, it's not morning for me anymore. It's yesterday morning now because we're recording so yeah. late. Um, yeah. Our good friend, Michael Russo, hopped on and was hosting um, the 9 to Noon show on KFAN, in for PA – and towards the end of the show, he just kind of casually let it slip that there's a 50-50 chance that Kevin Fiala will not be on the roster at uh, the start of next season. Gentlemen, your thoughts? Let's start uh, with you. <laughs> yeah, kid, why don't you, kid lead us off because he's going to get going. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for me, um, first of all, you know, Kevin Fiala is a very skilled player. Um, he is what he is, but uh if you're trading away him you're getting something good back i I think i think you have to think about that in that right and he might be your most palatable player to dangle um him and maybe a guy like jordan greenway or something like that and while their value is really high there's a very real chance that kevin fiala is nothing more than a 50 point scorer at the nhl level um can, can you flip that into a young top end center? Can you flip it into a high pick? I, I'm not really quite sure, but he hasn't really ever shown up in the big moments. He disappears. He gets frustrated. He slashes people. He takes penalties. Um, so I think that's something that you have to think about. I don't think that's the player that he is. Um, I, I know that. Uh, so there there's people that I know that are good friends with people that have played with him while he was in Milwaukee in the AHL team for Mm -hmm. Nashville. And they would all tell you right away. He's the sickest player we've ever seen. Like he, he's so incredibly skilled, but also like Kaprizov, he needs a fucking center to play with. Like, so I, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think you move him. I don't think he's the guy give him, you know, a, a three, four year deal. Let it, let him kind of just suffice himself into the Minnesota wild lineup. Let him get comfortable. But I think if you establish him that you want him here and that he obviously wants to be here, I don't think he wants to move any more than he has. That's, that's my opinion on everything is that if he is moved, it's going to be for a really good player. If he's not, that's also really good because he did that. So I agree with Mike why he probably said 50, 50, because he has nothing left to lose there by yeah. saying that. <laughs> right. Kind of like with me picking the, uh, oh. picking the Habs if they, if they can do it. Yeah. Right, you know, Mike, Mike loves to say really like safe 
things. Yes, yeah. he does. <laughs> except, 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 this is actually a funny story with Michael. So we had him on our soda stream last year, and I was lucky enough to get to interview him. And me, anyone who listens to this, they know I'm like the biggest Nico Koivu fan of all time. Oh my God, um, I remember this now. I, I, oh my good God. I, I go, me thinking like, okay, there, there's a 50-50 chance Koivu comes back. So I ask him just straight up, hey, Koivu on this team next year. And he, I the question didn't get out of my mouth. He's like, nope. Nope. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, he's, he's, he's more than likely very gone. And I, my head just sinks down. I don't talk for like two or three minutes. I'm like, God damn it. His last, <laughs> his last taste of Minnesota wild hockey is getting thrown out there in the first shift of overtime and getting scored on in 10 seconds. I'm like, okay. Which was a Dean Everson fuck-up. We can all agree with that. That was terrible. <laughs> Why is your fourth line out there in the first shift of overtime? I uh, In a playoff game, I did not understand that. But back to Kevin Fiala. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree a little bit. He, he, I think Kevin Fiala is more of a slow starter than, than any more. That's my biggest flaw that I can see with Kevin Fiala. He starts slow almost every season. That Vegas series, man, he was buzzing. He just couldn't get anything to go until game six. But in, in the Canucks series the year before, he what he scored basically every single one of our goals that series. I think um, him and Cunning. I think yeah, legitimately, it, yeah. I think him and Cunning scored yep. all but one of our goals in yep. that entire series. And Sturm, Sturm scored some weak ass little flip on uh, <laughs> what, what's his nuts? Who's the goalie for? Pedersen, was it? No, not Pedersen. <laughs> Pedersen does not play goalie <laughs> yeah. for them. No, what the hell is his name? Oh my You're god, him Demko? No, it was the guy. He's on the Flames. At oh, Markstrom. it was Markstrom. Markstrom. Oh, it was Markstrom. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, well, he was a non-factor this year. So I went so much there. Yeah, but he scored some weak goal on uh, Markstrom. But yeah, Kevin Fiala, I, I would. If, if you're going to move him, it has to be for someone who's going to improve that one-two punch. Because right now your one-two punch is Kaprizov and Fiala. If you improve that and say you ship him for Eichel, I mean, it's probably a good fucking trade. You got Eichel, Kaprizov as your one-two punch there. But I don't know, man. I'd rather see him play for the Wild. He's gotten comfortable here, and I think he's really fine in his game with uh, with the other players on this team. I, I mean, I, if your really, centers, if your centers down the, you know, your top three centers mm-hmm. down the middle are in, in no particular order, right. Eichel, Erickson, Eck, Rossi, or, that's you know, solid. that's a yeah. great, that's a great top nine. Yep. I mean, we saw Rossi get to skate a little bit and you actually saw him do some drills, man. That I'm super excited. I know there's no defenseman out there, but just seeing his edges, dude, he's, he's got great edges, a great shot. He's, he's going to be a player for us. I don't know how he slipped so damn far in that draft, but I'm really glad he did. I mean, I'm oh, really I remember, glad he I did. remember, I was on the uh, SodaPod live stream, and when I think it was the Sabers were the pick ahead, and they yep. took somebody yep. that was not Rossi, Jack and yeah. we all Jack started. Yep. Yeah, he he was the guy that uh, made or Rossi was the guy that made Jack Quinn look good. And right, they yep. took him right before him. <laughs> right, and it made okay, no cool. sense. And so I remember, I remember we're on the soda pod, and it was me and Brett Marshall as like the two guests, and we yep. both are just like jumping up and down and screaming, yeah. Like, yeah. and then huge. like it, it's I I I have tried as you know as I um, have entered my my married lifestyle, I realized that yelling and screaming at my TV at the top of my lungs <laughs> is not something that my wife appreciates. So I have really tried to to tone it down. Yep. And um, so when I started screaming at ten thirty at night, 
like, holy shit, we're going to get Rossi. She texts me from the other room, like, can you please shut the hell up, please? And I was like, you know what? Nope. Totally fair. Nope. That, totally that was fair. my girlfriend's reaction. She's like, what? They drafted someone. I'm yeah, like, some... I don't understand. Why are you understand. so excited about some 18-year-old kid? Yeah, yep, yep. She's upstairs. She hears me. She's like, okay, what the fuck is going on down there? You need to stop. I have work in the morning. I'm like, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just super jacked up right now. Yeah, um, right. Who we, was we the know. guy that went, uh, went 11th in the draft last year? I think it was, it was a Swede. His last name started with an L or something. Uh, Lundberg, Lundell, Lundell, Lundell. Anton Lundell, Lundell. Anton Lundell. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he. That was the other guy. I was. Uh, if if you would have would have drafted him, I would have been okay with it. You too. liked I know him a lot because of people... I said he was Miko Koivu 2.0, and you were like, yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay. well, either way, dude. Either way, I liked I him too. I'm not talking either. shit. No, <laughs> I'm just I, oh, he's I, gonna people, be sick. People, yeah, and I didn't understand. There's so much hate, or they're like, no, look at this competition he's played. I'm like, I don't. Just watch him play, and then he scored some sick goal in junior, the World Junior Cup or whatever it was. But nah, kids he scored legit. some dirty goal. I was like, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like, eh. I so he plays for the, the Panthers. Picked him up, and um, yep. the Panthers minor league team is here in Charlotte, where I live. And I'm really oh, yeah. hoping that he does not make the team out of camp because I would love to go to <laughs> some checkers games and yep. watch him live. I would love that. Nothing more than that would. Yeah. Yeah, I would warm my cold either, dead heart. Had a, we we uh we got the better of the two, I think. Rossi's I think so be too. But man. you know what, uh, kid, you, I mean, you you're the guy is is you know here that uh, you you know what the what the kids are saying. It's in the name. Um, <laughs> I, I I let's look ahead to this this upcoming draft. I mean, you have already put out a great blog about. Uh, a player that is not a part of this this upcoming 2021 draft, but will be in the draft. Or the next of, one. <laughs> of what, 2023? Yeah, dude. Oh, my good God. Is he 23 he or 24 sick. draft? Yeah, 2023 is the Bedard Mitchkov draft. Yeah. So Mitchkov is well, sick, a, a Russian but... kid, too. but Yeah, Bedard is filthy. I, see, I, I know that name. I follow enough to know who that is. He is filthy. Yeah, he's, he's... going to be a stud. He's the best player I've seen at 15 since Connor McDavid. Um, yeah. It, it, it's fun because, you know, I was, I think I was entering my freshman year uh, at the University of St. Thomas in Minnesota. And like just, just clips of this 15 year old kid, you're like, what, what the hell? Like, how is he only 15? He could probably play in the NHL today. Yeah, and that's the, that's the same thing with Bedard. Uh, that that fucking backhand goal that he scored at the U18s, he's unreal. Like that that <laughs> shot is so harder big. than like yes. so yes. many people's like oh front like like yeah. Dude, well, so he like, was, like he was full speed. He just yeah. Went, what? <laughs> yeah it's let me real too because like I don't I don't think people realize like U18 technically means you know under 18. Yes. But like think back to when you were in high school. Oh my god. <laughs> you were a no, freshman. I... Are you going to be out there making the seniors look like yeah. no. fucking third graders? Absolutely I, I, not. I hear you. I hear you there. That's like I, people... I, that's exactly what I did. I thought back to when I was 15. I'm like ah. like I played defense. I'm like this guy's coming down on me. I'm dropping my stick and skating <laughs> off the ice. Like nope. Yeah. I had a good Put run. Put a man. body on him. I had no, a good no, I had no, a no, great no. run. That was a... Yeah. 
like put a body on that. How are you putting a body on that? That's oh my goodness. That backhand, it's harder than most people shoot forehand for Christ's sake. Like, dude, get yeah. out of here, please. Stop it. You're filthy. It, it, it's remarkable. So it, it's going to be exciting to probably see him suit up for uh, the U20 team. <laughs> soon it'll yeah. be the, the next canadian player to wear a cage <laughs> yeah also i mean let's be honest like he's gonna suit up for who do we think is gonna be the worst team in the league in two years see that's what i was i was just gonna say that like let's, probably let's buffalo still the lottery to edmonton <laughs> buffalo and or edmonton and or and okay, don't sleep on uh the devils don't sleep on the devils dude they might <laughs> yeah. be they might be one of those teams they love being bad lately <laughs> they got and they I thought they were gonna be better this year. I was looking at the Devils and like, okay. Yeah, that was me with players. the Sabres. I, I put oh, a I put an wow. unhealthy I put an unhealthy wager on the Sabres over point total on the year. And um okay. I didn't even get the fucking close. They both started hot though. Like yeah. they had good starts to the year and then, Sabres yeah. won like five out of seven to start. I was like, Hell yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah, and then they lost I... like 17 in a row. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm just going to go jump off a cliff now. Yep. I, uh, I had a parlay. It was like a five team parlay one day. And uh, every single thing, it was like NFL, there was NHL picks in there. And my, the only one I needed to hit was Boston beating the Devils. I'm like, <laughs> easy. I'm like, that's an easy. I'm going to win this. It was like a $5 bet to win 100 because it was five teams. And I'm, I'm, I went and I got a massage for my birthday or whatever. My girlfriend bought me a massage and I get Holy out and I go on my phone. I'm like, <laughs> nice. here we go. Okay. They fucking lost. I'm looking at the doubles. I'm like, the doubles are good. They're it's a good five thing and one massage got paid for like, already. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good thing. That was a bad day. Sports betting. Because <laughs> after I lost that, I'm like, okay, I'm hot. I got four of them. Let's do another one. Nope. The That's next not one how it works. There, so. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, we talked enough about the, those kids. What about this year? Jenner, I know, I know you, you've kind of already started doing some of the groundwork and um, you're going to have some blogs out and a mock draft out at uh, on the 10 K website. And we're very excited to see all those. Can we get a bit of a sneak peek as to uh, you know, who the wild might potentially be snagging here in uh, in a couple of weeks? Well, they got picks 21 and 25, I believe. That's correct. If I'm not mistaken. Um, This draft. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Arizona. (laughs) Bump bump us up a couple. But uh, they they are a team that I I think is – you can package something like that and go up and get a guy if you're Judd Brackett. But after viewing that draft last year that he had – he's got so much ammunition right now to just do whatever he wants. And in a year, like with the COVID pandemic where you can't travel, you can't go and see people. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is the year where you can really have some hidden gems. There's going to be guys that go late in the second, third, fourth, even fucking fifth round. I don't hey, know. Hey, now don't shit on fifth rounders. Oh, well, that's where Kaprizov went. Yeah. So. <laughs> But you're going to find star players in that area just because someone wasn't able to see them. Um, there, there's two guys that I like for the wild. First off is another Russian, um, Nikita Chabrigov is his name. Back and when I was sorry, with real me- quick, that's that's a game set match for uh, the Habs. Uh, did, yeah. did they win? Uh, four, four one. They just potted an empty netter. 
So they're up three and, uh, two. Petrangelo, Petrangelo. I'd, I'd like to add this to give a little bump to Spoke Lee, but Petrangelo yeah. fell into the bench of the Canadians trying to block the shot going out of the zone like a little pussy. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. That guy's been a fucking weirdo. He's the worst, dude. He's the <laughs> fucking worst. You're skilled as shit. Just play the goddamn game. Stop being a fake tough guy. Yeah, Spoke, Spoke Z said it better. Like I've always, I've always had like something about Petrangelo's game that I didn't quite. I, I was never able to quite articulate it. And then we had Spoke Z on, and he was like, yep. "Yeah, he's the biggest fake tough guy in the league." I was like, "Yep, that's yeah. it." Exactly. <laughs> Just a perfect way to. Put I, it like- I was, I was, I was struggling to find the words. I was like, "It's like he wants to be tough." I don't. I, I can't. I can't articulate it. And Spoke Z in like 10 words was like, oh yeah, no, he's the biggest fucking fake tough guy in the league. And we're like, oh yeah, yep, that's 100%. He's the guy guy that gets super loud when he's about to fight you like in a bar fight. And then when you fucking step up, it's like, oh, hey, no, come on, man, chill out. No, I wasn't doing anything. Just just Matthew Kachucks himself. Yeah, earlier (laughs) in this game, earlier in this game, he he got up, he got, he had like a little scrum with Gallagher and then Gallagher like stood up and then he like looked to the ref and you're like, come on. You can't be like talking shit, and then as soon as they like puff their other, as soon as the other guy puffs their chest out, you can't right. turn and be like. Oh, and Gallagher's you, uh, Gallagher's like my height. He's like fucking five six. I'm yeah, <laughs> like, like Petro Petro's got at least eight inches on Gallagher, <laughs> at least. And he's sitting there getting dog walked by Pet. Anyway. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just got excited because, you know, this is a, officially a Montreal Canadiens uh, super fan podcast now. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, so anyway, Poor Dom. you were saying. Poor Dom's got to keep his, keep this as his profile picture of another <laughs> series, dude. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 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 kid, you were saying that uh, there's a Russian kid that the Wild should be checking out, which, like, I'm all for. Our history yes. of drafting Russians has been great of, of the last, you know, seven years. So yeah, Nikita Chabrigov is his name. Uh, I like he that started kid. at the U18s. Uh, he was with um, uh, Matvey Michkov, I believe, is the kid's name. Mm-hmm. He's going to be neck and neck with Bedard for 2023, um, and I believe he was tied for the. I think he was tied for like the lead in points for the U18s, but even before that, he was a guy that uh, I had highly profiled on there. He he's a tough competitor. He's, you know, a pretty good-looking kid for a Russian, <laughs> which is which yeah. is rare. Um, but or you know, maybe I'm thinking of Marek Kuznetsov. Maybe I I get those two kind of sometimes. I but... love listen. Nobody nobody in the wild fan base is a bigger fan of Merrick Kuznodinov than I am. The piss <laughs> missile himself. Uh, I have written about him. I have podcasts about him. I fucking love the guy. Not a good looking man. He's not a good looking man. Okay. Yeah. Um, you also thought Austin Matthews was good looking. So Hey, now, Austin Matthews <laughs> is not a traditionally good looking man but he it works maybe, maybe when he's not growing a caterpillar in his top lip the caterpillar does it for me man it's, <laughs> oh my god it's the confidence it's the confidence is what it is he's like hey you know what i know that this makes me look like a sex offender and i'm still gonna wear it and that you know what i have to respect the confidence well lucky for him in toronto he'll never have to try to grow a long beard for the playoffs because they're always out so. sorry toronto fans we keep God two damn it, dude. i'm sorry but it's so easy so easy oh man sorry kid we keep cutting you off um 
Oh, it's so, all good. But so, yeah, an attractive Russian. I do. I know the kid you're talking about. We'll throw a picture of him up uh, as we're talking about him here. Good looking kid for sure. Kid's a beauty. He's he's someone too that can just he he's a rare Russian player. He's a guy that plays everywhere in your lineup. Um, you know, I think he is a center. But, you know, who's to know these days? You draft people as centers and they just go to wing in the NHL and all that stuff. You never really know. But he's someone that I really think is there. Uh, Judd Brackett obviously likes Russians as he traded it up to get Marikus Dinov. He was, he was, last year that was, he was mm-hmm. more than willing to part ways with Luke Cunnan, who had a yeah. career career year with the Wild, you know. And yeah. he goes out and trades him for a guy like that. Um, so that's someone I look forward to. He is um, left-handed. He's not right-handed, sorry to say, as the Wild. I feel like that's a blog. Maybe in the future, the Wild need a fuck ton more right-handed players. I think Matt Dumba is basically our only righty on the whole team. <laughs> insane. Uh, yeah, it really is insane. And then the, the second guy I look at is uh, a defenseman in the AJHL, Corson Kuhlman's. Um, he's a guy that goes kind of under the radar in this draft. I think he's a little bit higher than people rate him as he, he kind of fits that Kale McCarr mold almost where he's playing for a lesser junior league. So not everyone knows, like, I don't know about you guys, but when Kale McCarr got drafted, I didn't know who the fuck he was at all. I didn't know who he was until about a week after he just decided to torch everybody in his playoff debut. Yeah, Yeah. and now he's arguably um, the best defenseman in the league. I should say a week before, but yeah, no, it's yeah, he's kids unreal. He's pretty sick at Massachusetts too. Oh, he was really good at Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, and that's on me for not knowing that. I mean, I I think everyone, but uh, so Corson played for the Brooks Bandits. I believe that's actually who McCarr played for if i'm not mistaken that that could be wrong though i'll I do a quick so, double check i only know so many ajhl teams <laughs> <laughs> uh he's going to wisconsin next year which Ooh. is an absolute wagon like well the, hey i mean that's my guy tony granato yeah you know he's gonna get coached very well over there uh, he's a two-way defenseman and the wild, I think are finally at that point to where it's like, okay, we have enough forward prospects. Let's focus on the D yeah. side of things now. Uh, because if you do trade a guy like Matt Dumba, sure. You just elevate Kalen Addison into that role, which, which I think is the logical thing there, I would but, agree. but then everywhere else it's like, Ooh, shit, we're kind of, we're kind of soft here. Like, you know, say they lose Susie to Seattle, which I think is the best case scenario because I really don't think Susie's all that good. Um, I know people that played with him there at UMD and, and he's, I mean, he's someone that he, he gets really like, it's a really good lineup. And if you're the third pairing defenseman, you're not going against top lines very much. So your mine, it gets, it gets skewed and all that stuff. So, um, I think that's important to look at there. And I think a guy like Corson Kuhlman's can really come in and just, you know, be, be a very good defense prospect because I mean, if you guys think about it, they're probably going to lose um, Brennan Manel. Like, you know, he, I, I don't see a thing where that guy's signing with the wild. I don't know why he would. Uh, see, I, I don't know if I agree with that because if I, I like Brennan Manel, I think, I think he did the ultimate like bet on yourself move of, mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know 
if my development is going to help if it's I, he was like i don't know if the ahl is going to play I, and then i on top of that i don't know if playing you know in the ahl is going to help my development when i could play in theoretically a better league so i'm gonna you know fuck on off to canada great i honestly i kind of respected the move um or i, I said canada i meant russia jesus i was gonna uh, say yeah, no, he's Where, not quite what, that close. What league was he playing in Canada? Yeah, the the uh, Canada hockey league. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's my dad. AJHL, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I was thinking, I was like, what better league is up there? No, so I – that's my bad. But I, I kind of liked how he just decided to bet on himself. And I, I think, you know, I would probably feel differently if it hadn't worked out for him and he went over to the khl and he just sucked ass i think it would probably feel a little bit differently but like he goes to the khl he plays really really well and the wild still have his rights for another year or two and what you know who's what's to say hey guy you know to stop them from being like hey man dumba's gone in this hypothetical trade for a center susie got taken by seattle we got addison i mean you were you know, it's kind of common knowledge at this point that he was the next man up ahead of ahead of Addison, ahead of some of the other the younger guys. Um, you know, Sewell was the 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 eighth defenseman, so to speak, after Brad Hunt. And, or uh, I said Sewell, Jesus man, I'm all over the place. Manel uh, was all over the place after um, after Brad Hunt was kind of the next man up, but then he he went to Russia. So you know, I told you totally get it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I long-winded way to say I, I think that the path for Brennan Manel to play for the Wild is there, if the rest of the offseason kind of falls the way that I think it will. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if Susie got taken by the Kraken. I mean, he's I like the way you put it. He's he's just he's fine. He's he's a good player. It's not like he elevates the wild defensive core that much to if we lost him it's going to be that huge of a hit he also likes to take very dumb just like poorly timed penalties penalties. yes poorly timed penalties and it's not they're not always super stupid but he'll get frustrated and take a slash he'll 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 high stick somebody or cross check someone in front of the net after that he was, fucking uh, breaks a stick. What a joke that was! But that was a stupid call, but that was really oh. funny. I, the at the I forget if it was the in the Vegas series or like the second or third to last game of the year, uh, where he's just out in front of the net and he just decides that he's just going to push Chandler Stevenson to the ground and his yeah. stick just shatters somehow, and you're like, oh yeah, um, <laughs> I have no idea how that happened, but uh, I, I guess tech. I guess you have to call that if you're the refs. Because it was refs. a jet speed FT4 oh pro. <laughs> Those <Dude>. things are <laughs> absolutely nothing. Just pine. <laughs> At the end of this this Vegas game I was just watching, there is a cross check that was as egregious as it gets. Like, full-blown, two hands on the stick, to the numbers, guy falls down. And I'm, I'm like, you, Vegas fans who are very dumb are even up there like, okay, what? What is going on here? Because that is a cross check, and they're just freaking out, booing everybody, just flipping the refs off. I'm like, okay, well deserved. These guys are awful. Man. I'm not saying I could do a better job or anyone I know can do a better job. For God's sakes, there's got to be a better choice. These guys are just terrible. They yeah. can't call. They couldn't call a penalty the, the other night. They're staring at somebody getting punched in the mouth. 
I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was horrible. You're, gonna, you're just going to watch that happen. That was, that was horrible. The ref is three feet away, and he sees Nick oh Suzuki get, like, just fucking cross-checked to the nose and the teeth. Yeah. And the ref is, like, from right me there. to the computer screen away. Right there. He's looking, and then he looks away like he didn't see it. He's just like, <laughs> Yeah, he what? does. He what? does the class. He I, does the classic, like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's up <laughs> there, dude? I don't know what's going on. That's it's unreal, bad, man. I, I, I don't know. Changing the subject a little bit here. Did, that that penalty last night, that uh, Barzell. There's a lot of people who thought it was soft, but I, he cross checked that guy in the teeth. Did he not? Soft. I that mean, was 100 percent cross check. <laughs> I've seen multiple check mark, blue check marks on Twitter saying. What is this? That's that's just so soft. He barely grazed well, okay. his face. So, no. What? First of all, no. It was 100 percent a cross check. Right and in the mouth. Yeah. It was 100% a cross check. The my question is relative to how that game had been called. It was a softish call because they just weren't I mean, calling anything. But we've seen that time and time again in the playoffs, where the refs right. are the refs spend two and a half periods not calling shit, and then when the game is out of hand, they're like, "Oh, I guess we should call everything." So, like, well, yeah, CC Nick Bukestead getting absolutely fucking slashed in the mouth and bleeding all over the ice, and then uh, Corey Perry getting two handed by the same exact team that yeah. did the same thing to Nick Bukestead, and the refs mm-hmm. are just like. I like that uh, Brian Halverson, Zach Halverson of K-Fan's father tweeted out, uh, he was like, well, you got to think about it. It wasn't in a high traffic part of the ice. There's no reason for them to see that Bukestead penalty completely sarcastically <laughs> as it happened right in the slot. Like, I, how do you miss that, dude? This is just getting into the point where it's like, are you guys fucking serious? Pull the whistles out of your pocket, blow them, and call penalties. I know you don't want to ruin the games with all the power play opportunities, but if a team has an infraction, just call the penalty. That's Everybody's your afraid job. of the, uh, the Tim Peel treatment now. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't fucking say you're. No, I'm, not, I'm not calling. I wanted to do a makeup for Nashville. I wanted to call a penalty <laughs> early in the game. Like, come on, guys, get it together, figure it out. I'm trying to watch these games and not deal with everyone bitching on Twitter about how bad the refs are. Rightfully so. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be an episode of the Wild Text podcast without a crazy, hilarious zoo rant to uh, almost end the show. But the way that we're going to end the show is the same way that we end every show. And that is with our own special Wild Takes. Kid Jen is one of us, so he does get to start first because he is still the he is still the guest. And we try to be gentlemen here, no matter how much uh, our dipshitness might suggest otherwise um yep. so yeah jenner I, y- what's your wild take buddy yeah you know my i think my wild take i might as well do it pretty uh pretty extreme here just as my first ever one so uh, i feel like i can uh challenge the boss man into a couple uh beers and i think i can delete five of them before he can so ooh. Okay, yeah, so so I, yeah, I don't know what this needs to like you know spread word or whatever, but um, I, I'm please like make it light beers though because I'm not an IPA guy. I know that's been a battle within the oh yeah the group here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but give me a light beer, five on five versus boss man. I think I can get it done. All right. Well, I, I think that's I, something I, I, I you're actually, gonna be able to set up. 
You know, I, I actually think you you probably could. I've witnessed Boss Man, and you know, while we're on that train, JJ as well. You're not in the clear either. These guys are not very good at downing and deleting beers quickly, but they can put them back. So they can they can put away quite a few, but it's not going to take them. It's going to take them longer, is what I'm gotcha. trying to say. So I, I, you know, I think that's a pretty it's a pretty safe bet. I'd probably put my money on you. I mean, I'm a small guy too. I'm five, six, 150 pounds. So like, I only got so much to bring to the table, but I yep. really do think I can get it done here. Yeah. Well, actually, I think I said uh, JJ holds his liquor. Well, that was also a lie. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Boss, I, I did. I just said they could throw him back. But JJ, he, this man hit a couple beers at the golf course one of those days and he was, yeah, doing his typical rambling of, uh, random fucking quotes and what he does but yeah oh man boss well, man can hey. hold him pretty well well how, t- how what, what's his specs what's he weighing in at boss man boss man i'd probably say he's 180 185 okay and what's his height uh, i think he's a fucking couple inches shorter than me probably right around 511 510 okay so he, he's he's got the specs on me too i love it i'm yeah. an underdog he just he just <laughs> We there was a bit we did the other week. He was shotgunning a beer in our softball dugout, and I walked oh by. And I just I, I was just staring at him. I'm like, what is going on here? And I just looked at the camera, like, all right. He's like, yeah, I haven't done this since my college days. I'm looking at like he did it like three oh. weeks ago at the beginning of the play at the beginning of the hockey playoffs. He tried to oh, shotgun Jesus. a Heineken mini keg, and that was oh also God. a disaster. You know what, Cam? You're not safe either, buddy. That beer bong you tried to attempt, jeez. Right. I know you're young and I know you just got, you know, you just turned 21, but that was absolutely atrocious beer bong, my dude. That was bad. You got to be able to delete that in fucking under five seconds. This man was sitting there. He's like stopping it. Right, I've never it. seen somebody. Yeah, no, I, I've never seen somebody sip a beer bong before. I need the link. I need the link. I haven't seen oh, it. So, oh my god, it was so long ago. Our tweets have been so flooded lately because we've been doing so well on Twitter. A little bump from the 10k. That's Twitter a big plug. Yep. We've been we've been uh, we've been killing the game on Twitter lately. Most definitely. Um, speaking of killing the game, uh, it's time for you to kill the game once again with a wild take, Zooch. What you got? Dev, I think you're going to like this one. The Montreal Canadiens are going to do it. They're going to win the Stanley Cup this year, and I'm not going to pansy out and say they're going to lose or they're going to they're going to force Tampa to six or seven games. I think they're going to do it. I'm fully aboard this train. These guys are playing at a different team of destiny, like, man. 93. They're playing at a different level. And you know what? I'm pretty sure when we hopped on the soda pod right before the playoffs started, I had brought up that. Every time the Maple Leafs and Montreal has played in the playoffs, the winner has gone on to win the Stanley Cup. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, but that was the that 80s happened the 90s. Like 78, yeah. yeah, I think it was 93, maybe. I don't know. Well, 93 is the last time the Habs won the Cup, but they haven't played uh, okay, the Leafs okay. since I, the 70s. I knew there was something like that. I'm not a huge, you know, Habs history buff. But either way, that, that's just a, such a strange and just weird, unusual stat. And I think it's going to come true again. I mean, yes, Tampa is obviously the better team. They're $18 million from the fucking cap. I'd hope to Christ they're the better team. But this Habs team has shown time and time again, Carey Price can carry the load. He's going to save pucks. And 
dude, they get it done. They score goals where they when they need to score goals. And this Vegas team ain't no joke. They they came in here and they have looked like the better team probably every game this series, close to every game. Not a, game I, I would say so. We're we're five games in now. I would say that the Habs have looked like the better team probably four of those five. Yes, I, I'd say game three. The, one of the games the Habs won, they probably weren't the better team that night. And there was there was two games where they were about even, and yeah, then one game, game where one, they, game three, I think, and then one where they looked terrible, and then two games where they looked way better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm I'm in it. I'd be happy with it because it just goes to show the NHL is weird, and any team can win it once you get in. That's why I hate hearing these uh these salty wild fans. But it's every Minnesota fan. They're always yeah. like, wow, oh, well, we're all just yeah, trained. We, we can't we can't compete at this level. We can't ever do that. It's like, huh, well, I mean, you're watching a team that is literally almost under 500 this season <laughs> make a historic run. I'm probably going to play in the Cup Finals. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna win the Cup. Let's go. Go Habs. I love it. Um, I'm not gonna. So I'm gonna have to come up with one on the the uh, on the fly here because that definitely was mine. Was I was just gonna lean all the way into <laughs> becoming a full fledged Montreal super fan supporter. Um, so in the interest of good podcasting, I'm gonna come up with something just a little bit different off the fly. Um, the Minnesota Wild are going to draft with one of their first two picks, a right-handed defenseman uh, who is currently in the state at Shattuck St. Mary's named Scott Morrow. Um, He is a player that has played at Shattuck for a couple of years now. Uh, Typically players at Shattuck only play for a year or two before they jump up into uh, the USHL. And I believe he's playing for his third year. Um, he has been compared to Cam York uh, and, and can, is considered to have a little bit higher higher of a ceiling than a player like Cam York, who I, I thought was a pretty good NHL player. Um, I, I, think he's, I think he's a solid player. I, I, I think he's one of those types of players where um, if, you know, I, I disagreed with Kid Jen earlier and said that, uh, you know, Brendan Manel would wind up playing, but if, he doesn't then all of a sudden we have the six two buck 90 200 ish pound player that can uh come in and be kind of a heavy heavy role uh in a year or two i think that that would be great um so i was inspired by knowing that we were going to have kid jen on to talk prospects uh i was inspired to do a little bit of research on some players ahead of time so I'm predicting that with one of our first three picks, uh, either of the for either of our first rounders or our first second rounder, or our, our, our only second rounder because we have two third round picks. Um, so with one of those three picks, we're going to take Scott Murrow uh, from Shattuck St. Mary's. No fucking idea who that is. So <laughs> uh, I see. See, I'm glad I didn't. I was going to lean in for the, <laughs> the little prospect thing. I was like, all right, kid, you know who that is? Let's, let's hear a little bit about him. So no, no fucking idea. No if, fucking if, that's, if that's the pick, that's insane. insane. If I get this right, y'all are never going to hear the end of it. I'm going to be a fucking wizard for the rest of my life. He plays in the damn state, and I don't know who the fuck he is. I, I'm surprised. I thought that you would have known at least like a little bit about him. Um, there's too many players this year, dude. But no, there's a lot. There's a lot of players, and it's like it's hard to see him. 
I think everybody kind of assumes that this year is kind of a crapshoot well, because. Well, yeah, there wasn't much hockey action last year in general going yeah, on exactly. in any of those leagues. I mean, didn't they want to say there was going to be no checking for the Western Hockey League and then this, or the OHL? Uh, I think that was the Q. The Q's, that's a terrible fucking league. The QMJHL is fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, why? Okay, so these these kids are going to be playing professional hockey at some point. I mean, maybe not, but still, let's let's not check. Yeah, let's take a year. Let's, let's make it like peewees and scores. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, you got that, me there. That's gonna do it. Uh, that's gonna do it for this week's uh, episode of Wild Takes. You can get to get to know all of us uh, in our various various platforms. Boys, why don't you plug your Twitter handles real quick? Fuck Zooch my... 10K, baby. Yeah. So you got to know. Zooch 10K and 10K takes. Yeah. Mine's so new. I don't know what the fuck it is. I think it's, I think uh, it's Kid, Kid Gen, Gen 10K. 10K. Yeah. There we go. Formerly my hockey eyes, uh, RAP to that. It's now Kid Gen 10K. It's good. That's the way to do it, man. Welcome aboard. We're uh, we're super stoked to have you. And uh, definitely make sure to check out 10ktakesmn.com uh, so that you can keep up with the latest on uh, Kid Jen's hockey previews, his prospects. He wrote a terrific, if not controversial, blog on Connor Bedard, who we spent some time talking about earlier. And you're going to just have to check that one out for yourself if you want to understand uh, why so many people on Twitter are up in arms about it. It's a nice and spicy blog, and you can only find that at the take, 10ktakesmn.com. Yeah, be sure to like and subscribe to the Wild Takes podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating if we've deserved it, and a one-star rating if we haven't, or you know, three-star rating, four-star rating, two-star rating, whatever you're feeling like it. It helps us grow the brand and get our Wild Takes out in front of as many people as possible so that we can do a bunch of cool stuff like uh, cup snakes and potentially a cup snake at the Winter Classic. That's right. That's the goal. Give me a follow, too, if you're feeling like it, at Minabama, as in Minnesota and Alabama, the state, not the college. Fuck those guys. War Eagle, Wild Takes Out. Have a great night, everybody.